Hello friends, my name is Ed Harold. Welcome to Life with Breath. IQ plus EQ equals a new you. I'm so excited to have you along with me on this journey. So let's dig right in. Introduction. For as long as I can remember, I've been blessed with a desire to help people. Even as a child, whenever I learned something new, I couldn't wait to teach it to someone else. So coaching and mentoring have always been a passion of mine. But it didn't occur to me back then that my passions would turn into my profession. I grew up in New Jersey on Ventnor Beach. I was raised 100 yards from the ocean. I excelled in all sports, but especially water sports. And I was known as a waterman. The first thing I'd do every day when I looked out my bedroom window to see if there was waves. The ocean was my first true love. I feel at home in the water, and the bigger the waves, the better. I swam and rode, surfed, body surfed, kayaked, and sailed often. Soon after I turned 14, I became a lifeguard on the Ventnor City Beach Patrol. Meanwhile, my parents were grooming me to run their insurance adjusting business that they owned. And when I graduated from high school and after some college, I followed the plan they laid out. By 25, I was running the family business. In my early 30s, I got married, and my wife and I had two beautiful girls together. I had plenty to be grateful for, but I wasn't happy. And the longer I stayed on the course that seemed to work so well for others the worse I felt. I knew the world was getting darker for me, but I didn't know why. And for years, I meandered through life, not really feeling connected to a greater power, or to nature, or even to myself. I thought the critical voice in my head was who I really was, and I was afraid of failure on every level. By my late 30s, I was unhappy with my career, my marriage was ending, and I was frozen in fear. I was staying out late, drinking too much, eating poorly. I was lost, or at least I thought I was. And then came the around-the-island swim, my journey to a life with breath. In 1994, I competed in the 22-and-a-half-mile around-the-island swim in Atlantic City, New Jersey. I was the only amateur in a field of 27 professional swimmers. I finished 14th. That was a turning point for me in my life. I had put my body and mind through the most grueling competitive challenge to date. But as grueling as it was, I was in my element. I was in my body and I was immersed in nature. The Around the Island Swim is a combination of swimming in the ocean and bay. Most of the time in the summer months, the water temperature is in the 70s. Well, on this day, it was 59 degrees. Swimmers encountered changes in temperatures, tides, and currents. For me, the first seven miles of the race were great. I was swimming effortlessly without any perceived problems. It was the next 10 miles of the race that were truly debilitating and ultimately life-changing. 
I can't count how many times my mind encouraged me to stop during those 10 miles while my body violently revolted against the demands of such a difficult swim. I was vomiting and I was extremely cold. I was mentally hallucinating and my body temperature had dropped and I was experiencing the early to middle stages of hypothermia. My body and mind were breaking, just like my life seemed to be breaking at the time. Around mile 17, something shifted. Something took over me, or should I say, let go of me, my ego. When the battle within my mind finally seemed to cease, I became deeply empowered. I started to swim like I never had in my life. A warm, bright energy rose from my pelvic basin up into my brain. It felt like a bottomless source of energy that I had never experienced before in my life. The remaining parts of the race I swam at 85 to 90 strokes a minute. It was an amazing last five and a half miles. Actually, I wasn't swimming anymore. Something greater than me had begun to swim for me, and I was on the ride of my life. I didn't want it to end. I felt invincible. I had become one with the water molecules of the ocean in those moments. I wasn't moving my arms against the water like I did when my ego was in charge. The water molecules were now moving my arms. I was in flow, or the athletic zone, as the phenomena is commonly called in athletics. And I experienced that space all the time after this event. And then my introduction to yoga and everything changed. I began my exploration into yoga and yoga breathing as a broken athlete with lower back and knee injuries sustained from years of individual and team sports. I had been a competitive athlete from everything from football to surfing since the age of nine. And by my mid-30s, I was feeling the effects of overtraining and injury. Not only could I not touch my toes, but I also could not reach my knees. But damn, I looked good in the mirror. As an athlete, I wondered why we were never taught the importance of linking breath with movement, or that different breathing techniques can facilitate different physiological functions in the body. I was immediately drawn to the breathing and the meditation limbs of yoga as I felt my mind and body reconnect. I was like a child. We can run from ourselves only for so long. At some point, life catches up with us. In my case, the universe, and all of its wisdom, led me to yoga and conscious yoga breathing called pranayama. And that's when I became fully aware of my saboteur, the voice that was stopping me from searching for my true self, who I really was. For 25 years, my saboteur had been at the helm, driving me deep into personal suffering. I didn't know that the power to be great had been inside of me all along. When I began practicing mindfulness-based strategies, yoga, pranayama, meditation, my personal story of transformation really took flight. Through mastering the art of these practices, I learned to overcome my lower ego's need to get attention in ways that devalued my heart and all the goodness afforded me by the universe. 
I discovered something in myself that raised my self-esteem and led to a new level of self-acceptance. I knew I wasn't perfect, but I noticed there was some sort of strange perfection to all of my perceived imperfections. I stopped taking myself so seriously all the time, and I smiled a lot more. Coming full circle. It would have been impossible for me to homogenize the information and create the practices in this book without my inward journey of self-awareness and transformation that took place at the Kripalu Center for Yoga and Health in Western Massachusetts in the 1990s. Kripala is a special place hidden in the mountains of Western Massachusetts. The building is an old Jesuit monastery that pulses with energy. There were times early in my trainings when just walking through those halls made me feel better than I ever had felt before in my life. The feeling was a relaxed knowing that something bigger than me was coming forth in my personal awareness. I also recalled times when I felt scared and incredibly depressed. These feelings, like waves, would wash over me and then new waves would hit. And some would be happy and some would be sad. Eventually I realized that I was immersed in huge waves of energy and personal self-awareness. I just had to surf the waves. Most of surfing is simply waiting on the board to catch waves. When we choose the wave, it's a better ride than when the wave chooses us. I won't kid you, it was a lot harder than it sounds. Before studying at Kripala, my mode of operation was to avoid feeling fear and all negative emotions at any cost. And believe me, there's a big toll to pay on that road. The price I paid was losing the connection with my true self and becoming emotionally numb to life. My teachers at Kripalu encouraged me to practice the opposite approach, which was to feel everything. The more I could feel, they explained, the clearer my life would become. And as I did this, I began to get new answers to old questions. And I began to ask new questions that put me on a path of true self-discovery. And for the first time in my life, I began to feel joy and peace and deep love. In essence, I learned to stop censoring my soul. As I practiced pranayama breathing techniques combined with the gentle style of yoga taught at Kripala, I began to truly relax. The breathing in yoga created the neurochemistry for deep relaxation and also told my brain to release hormones that allowed me to see myself differently. In this state of consciousness, I wasn't fully awake yet, but I also wasn't asleep. I could see through my ego's traps that I would normally fall for. I was on the witness's mind and the witness's ear of my mind. I could view any old story or imprint without having that knee-jerk reaction or judgment about whether it was good or bad, pain or pleasure. It was relaxing and very exciting, all in the same moment. Over time, these periods of deep meditation led me to see that my greatest fears were actually cloaking my greatest strengths. I could see how each fear 
had a corresponding strain and that they appeared to be inseparable. One always came with the other. I realized that I had been telling myself stories that simply weren't true. And when you have the epiphany that one of your stories that you fundamentally thought defined you isn't true, it triggers the question, what else do I do that isn't true? That state of emotional balance and beginner's mind that's produced with pranayama breathing allows us to ask those deeper questions or any question and receive profound answers quickly. I subtitled this book, IQ plus EQ equals a new you, because we're designed as a species to always evolve. It's that beginner's mind that creates space for us to grow and evolve as a people, as a species, as a family, community, company, and culture. There's a union that takes place between the body and the mind that can happen through breath awareness. That union makes us more powerful physically mentally and emotionally than we could ever imagine. In fact, today's research reveals that flow states enable us to increase cognitive performance by 500 to 700%. I breathe, therefore I am. In yoga, we're concerned with balancing the flow of energy and awareness and raising prana energy. Pranayama creates this balance by linking the body with the mind. Without the breath, yoga isn't yoga. It's mindless exercise. And when I willfully move my body into yoga postures, that's my ego. My ego forces and pushes and cares what I look like in the posture. This is not a true union of body and the mind. This is my ego creating suffering for me in my mind and body. The breath is what yokes the body-mind. It stills the ego. It calms the mind, relaxes the body, and guides us safely moment by moment. When combined with Western exercise, asana, or any meditative movements, pranayama is one of the highest forms of purification and discipline. The physical sensations of the heat, or tapas, is produced in an effort to purify the body. The longer we stay in the posture, the more detoxifying heat is brought to the surface. As the tapas builds, focusing on the breath keeps us present and provides us the space for comfort within, and within that we find safety. In the heat is a deeper awareness of ourselves and our purpose in life. In the heat, is the healing. I discovered that we can apply the same practice of using the breath to remain in a posture in every aspect of our lives. I do this in my own life as an effort to constantly be living in the practice of evolution and healing. We can practice pranayama in our relationships, our business dealings, our decisions, in sports, hobbies, and other pursuits. The more areas of your life that you bring these breathing practices into, the more balanced and expansive your life will become. The breath also allows us to ask and explore life's deeper questions without negatively judging ourselves or others. We can use our breath like an archaeologist uses a brush 
to remove layers of sand and discover old civilizations, symbols, and stories inside. The truths of life are buried inside our stories. Conscious breathing empowers us to ask questions and challenge authority in a healthy way on every level of our personal awareness. These are universal rules that anyone can follow. Be kind, be patient, be love, be compassion in action. But before we can do these externally, we must do them internally. We see and hear the external world as a direct reflection of how we see and hear ourselves. With this awareness, we can transform ourselves and our lives into the most beautiful expression of self. It's my breath that saved and transformed my life. My hope is that sharing my experience and practice will do the same for you. My mission is to help you find the same within you. The 30-Day Breath as Medicine program was designed to assist you in healing and transformation as efficiently and effectively as possible without missing any of the blind spots along the way. The mindful breathing techniques in this book are designed to restore and repair your biochemical, biomechanical, physiological, and psychological health and well-being states. They are self-care tools for shifting the feedback loops of communication within your brain from fight or flight response to rest and restore, for retraining the body and mind to operate more often from its parasympathetic system. It's through this system that we strengthen our nervous and cardiovascular systems and allow them to handle more energy without raising our heart rate, overloading our bloodstream with high levels of acidity, or increasing inflammation markers. This will stall the aging process and give you more time to pursue your life's purpose and fulfill your personal dreams. You'll learn how to support your overall wellness and cultivate a mindfulness existence through conscious breathing and the power of the breath work you're going to learn. Doing the breathing exercises will help calm your nervous system, strengthen your cardiovascular system, heighten your mental clarity, and improve concentration. The results will include better performance mentally and physically, much greater awareness, and the ability to stay connected with the present moment. Consistent practice induces a sense of centeredness, a stillness that makes you more receptive to your intuition and spiritual messages. The mission of this book is to help you discover your physical, mental, and emotional greatness. The insights and daily practices in this book will serve as a guide on your magical adventure of healing and transformation. I'm honored to share the information with you. Enjoy yourself while reading this book. Smile deeply inside yourself and know that you're doing something very good for yourself and everyone in your life. And there's no rush to finish this book. You'll be using these skills for the rest of your life. And as always, go be great.